You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. My name is Matt Davis, hosting as normal, and we're joined for a special episode by former Forest midfielder Jake Taylor, who um, spent quite a few years in the Forest Academy and was on the fringe of the first team before moving on to Port Vale. So we're going to have a chat with Jake about his career and what he's up to now. Jake, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Are you well? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Are you? Yes, not too bad at all. Not too bad. Um, so does it feel a bit weird to be a former Forest player now? Has that sunk in after a few weeks away at Vale? It does, to be fair. It does um, seem a bit strange, you know, spending you know, the best part of five and a half years at Forest. You, you know, it's come the time where, you know, cut ties and it's, yeah, it is a bit strange. Let's talk um, about your kind of career chronologically then. People can tell by your accent that you're um, a Manchester lad. You yeah. were at United before Forest, is that right? Yeah, as a schoolboy, yeah. So from the age of, you signed academy forms at nine up until 16. You must, um, even at, when you're like nine or 10 or 11, you must kind of think that's it and you're going to make it, mustn't you? And yeah, even though you try not to, you must think you're the next Ronaldo or Rooney when you sign for United. Yeah, especially, you know, the likes of them players at the club at the time. Um, at that age, you just sort of, kind of enjoy it more you know um, in terms of you know there's not much pressure on you in terms of you know that age no contracts no like performing in front of you know full packed stadiums and stuff like that you kind of just you know you're still a kid you're just there to enjoy it sort of thing you from a football family or not? Uh, I am my dad's a big football man um, my eldest brother is um, and that's about it to be honest with you strangely enough um, and the rest of them don't you know I've, as my brothers have got older they have um, took a little bit of interest into football but you know not on the levels of say me and my dad Is it a United family or were you City fans as kids? No, United fans United fans throughout the family <laughs> So when you're there for, I think you said maybe five years or so, is it just like you're training in the evening after schools and stuff like that? Or, or does it get a bit more serious and you get nearer the under-18s training and, and stuff like that? Yeah, uh, well, especially towards 15, 16, you, you get a sense of the seriousness of it. Um, we trained about four or five times a week in the evening times um, and we'd have a game on a Saturday. Um, and they had a, uh, a program where they had day release as well, so you, you know, maybe skip an afternoon of school here and there to go and um, train with um, the youth team. It would be at the time, um, so it, it was quite full on towards the end of it. What happened then? I guess they let you go. Was that that must have been difficult as a sixteen-year-old when you say you're getting a sniff of how serious it is? Was that tough to take in as a kid at that age? Yeah, it was. It was, especially being a fan of the club as well. It's, you know, like times 10, you know, you buy your club, you know, rejecting you sort of thing. Um, but uh, it was a good grounding. It was a good grounding and, um, you know, it set me in good stead to go on to the next next chapter, which is Forest. At that point, you kind of, you lean on your mum and dad to, you know, pick you up and get you going again and not give up on your dream? Um. Yeah, in a, in a way, yeah. More so, my dad. Uh, I think my mum was there just for you know general support. Um, but 
I kind of picked myself up as well because that's the only thing I ever knew. It was the only thing I ever knew I wanted to do. So it was kind of uh, not just my mum and dad, but myself as well. How did you end up at Forest then? Um, through an agent I had at the time. He knew um, a scout that worked for Forest. I think the scout had come and watched me play a couple of times when I was in the under-16 age group at United. Um, and just invited me down for a weekend trial. Um, I was uh, training on the Friday with it was the youth team at the time um, and then played on the Saturday and then got offered a um, you know full-time scholarship on the uh, you know, after the game. Do you have to move down there straight away, away from family, and then you're out on your own in the, in the big wide world? Yeah, basically, yeah. It hit me like a ton of bricks, to be honest with you, Matt. Um, you know, leaving Manchester for the, you know, my first time, moving into Diggs in Nottingham. Um, but what made it easy was our age group at the time were, you know, players coming from other clubs. Um, I think our age group was, I think there was only two you know, Nottingham lads that had come through all the ranks from nines to sixteens. So at the time, you know, our first year scholars anyway, we um, you know, came from clubs from all over the country, so we was all in the same boat sort of thing. That's so that helped me out a lot. So when you say digs then, is it a group of you living in a in a house who's putting you up? How how does that work? Yeah, um, basically they had a um I won't call them foster parents sort of thing, but there was a couple um, well, there's a couple of um, couples um, that rotated the role. We were in a, a big house right next to the city ground um, that had been there for you know decades, really. I think um, they've only just recently shut it down. Well, it's like a a two two houses sort of thing, and one house um, on the opposite road as well. That literally um, first year, second year scholars, we all just stayed in there and there were, you know, a couple that rotated two weeks on and two weeks off to look after us. So if you're, are you about 16 at this age? You've left school by then, yeah, have you? 16, yeah. So so you're training and then you're trying to, I don't know, you pass the time as a group of lads? How does that work? Um, well, at that age, um, you know, it was pretty full on. So we'd go in, you know, say eight o'clock in the morning as a scholar, um, not not get home till about five, and the training was so intense. You know, coming from, you know, obviously academy schoolboy football to you know the full time program, it kind of took it out on us. So we'd get home at five, straight in, have dinner, um, and then literally sit down for a couple hours and then you know it was bad and then it was ready to go again so it was, it was quite a packed schedule we didn't really have time to go out and see the city sort of thing what did you make of forest when you first signed because you come from a huge club like united although not in their full youth system what were your first impressions of forest and i'd heard of it because obviously the tradition and history of the club um i think me coming into forest was um yeah, I knew it was a big club. It was just, you know, a change that was that obviously I needed. Um, but um, it was nerve nervous to be honest with you to begin with. Uh, obviously, a new set of lads. Obviously, moving moving to another city. Um, but no, I'd, I'd heard of the club, so I knew it was a big club that I was coming to. Uh, who's coaching you at that point? Are you working with Gary Brazil or Gareth Holmes, or is it someone different? 
as my as a scholar, I was under Gareth Holmes and Jack Lester. What did you make of them? I don't know either of them. I know Gareth a little bit. I've only interviewed Jack a couple of times, and they they both seem good blokes. What were your impressions of them? Yeah, really good, really good. Um, obviously, is it you know they they were tough on us um, in terms of you know intensity of training, standards. Um, but no, I really enjoyed working under them too for you know two years. It was. Um, and then yeah, obviously Jack left, and then you know, Chris Cohen came in, and Jimmy Gilligan. These sort of you know coaches, um, they really helped us. Yeah. What? Uh, well, one of the big things for us go on about is trying to turn you into good footballers, but but good people as well. Do you did, did you pick up on that when you were in amongst it day to day? Were they trying to mould you as as men as well as as footballers? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was a big um, aspect of you know. The scholarship, it wasn't just about your football. We had, obviously, an education programme to follow as well. Um, and, you know, they set certain standards at that academy that, you you know, that you need to buy into or otherwise you, you won't be there, you know, a long time. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they teach you, not obviously, not just the football side of it, but being a good person like you talk about. Um, what's under-23s football like? Because... People have this perception that it's all a bit tippy tappy and nice, and the games I've covered, it's not quite like that. There is a, a competitive edge to it. It's not like, obviously it's not like full on league football. But what was your experience of under twenty threes football? I think it's changing all the time. To be honest with you, um, that Forest, the under twenty three sides don't, you know, normally play like an under twenty three side. Like you say, it's you know some people have the you know exception that it's a um, tippy tappy, you know. Not much defending, not much physicality, but Forest are really, really big on the, you know, the physical side of the game, um, and they do, you know, even at that level, it is about you know winning games. It's not acceptable to you know lose games. Everyone loses games, but it's the manner that you lose games. So, mm. especially at Forest, like I say, it's changing all the time. Hopefully, it's getting better. Um, but being the Forest on the twenty-three side, it's it's not. Your typical on the twenty threes. You won a lot of games as a team because you're not a Category One team. You were kind of dominating quite a lot of matches, as I recall. Was, did, did the point come where you felt like you needed to go out on loan uh, and get senior football, or did Forest put you in that direction? No, no. Uh, it came a time where it, the opportunity came up, and you know, I, I wish I did it a year before. Um, I actually went on my first loan um, but it was something that the club obviously push you towards uh, once you reach a certain level because um, there's only so many academy games under 23 games you can play and you know it's not the real world you're going into you know you need to go and experience it for yourself you know you need big six foot five centre-backs in League 2 you know to knock you about and you know get get a taste of you know real football sort of thing um, so it was, quite, it was quite mutual, you know. The club was very helpful in trying to get me on loan, um, and it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. You went out on loan to Port Vale last season. Then initially, um, what was it like walking into that dressing room? Then talking about you know big experienced pros. How, how do they welcome a young, fresh faced kid? They were really good. They were really good. Um, obviously, most of the lads. That I was with last year, still there, and you know the really good lads. Obviously, it's 
it's daunt it can be daunting a first loan um wherever you go um because you know it's their lives on the line it's you know, their livelihoods um you know picking up three points on a saturday that's that's what it's all about um but you know lucky for me the lads were great the staff were great and um yeah they helped me settle in pretty quick who was your debut against do you remember Cambridge, Cambridge United at home. We won. And how were you nervous before that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I get nervous before you know most games, to be honest with you. So, um, but that was probably you know times ten. You know, knowing that you know your dream of being a kid is to play you know professional football, and this was the time it was going to happen. Did you have family down for it to actually see you play that first game? I did, yeah. I had uh, me dad, my granddad, uh, my girlfriend, and me brother. I think I was. It must be a proud moment. I mean, perhaps you envisioned your first game being at United or at Forest, but to play in League Two. I mean, not not many people get to do that. You know, it must be proud for you to have done that. It is, yeah, because that's what you set out as a kid. You know, obviously, growing up a kid in Manchester, you want to play for Man United, um, but. You know, obviously, unfortunately, that that weren't the case. Um, but just to make it as you know, to say you've played a senior game, it was it was a very proud moment. Yeah. And that loan spell, I mean, just tell people about that loan spell because it went very well. There was quite a highlight reel of some of your your goals. You get what was it five, six, seven goals from midfield? It went very well, didn't it? Seven, yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I signed in, I think it was beginning of September, and it ended in the March. Uh, obviously due to the pandemic but um, yeah I loved every minute of it um, you know playing senior football in front of crowds for the first time you know we had a big FA Cup tie at Man City uh, which was brilliant um, and it was just you know it was so different to you know playing academy football it was something I thrived off. When you came back after that loan spot had gone so well did you think maybe you had a sniff of getting a shot at Forest or not? I did, yeah, I did. Um, probably for the first time, really, a proper, you know, a proper a chance of, you know, trying to make an impression. But um, obviously, the club went down a different route in terms of the recruitment, um, and it kind of shut the door for my, you know, chances of, you know, breaking through. So, but, but that's how things go. Yeah, I mean, like you say, a lot of young players have come through. You're, you're the same age as Matt, Matty Cash, I think, and a little bit younger than Joe Worrell and Ryan Yates. What Does that give you encouragement to see that, or are you a bit jealous of them? I mean, what's it like when you're an under-23s player, seeing your mates get an opportunity? No, no, no jealousy. Um, you know, it gives you, you know, that incentive to see, you know, if you do the right things, you work hard, you know, you do get your awards and, you know, being in the academy for the best part of five years that's all I wanted to do I just wanted to play for Forest's first team you know the amount of work you put in to get an opportunity and them, lad, them lads did it and uh, lucky enough for them they got the opportunity uh, you know but you know it's because you know what they've been through to get to that point so you you know you're more than happy for them um, You ended up going out on loan at the start of this season to Scunthorpe stepping up to League One was that? A, do you qualify that loan spell as a success or a disappointment? Because it was terminated early and Scunthorpe was struggling. Um, or, uh, how would you view that that loan spell? Um, frustrating for me personally. Um, obviously, a different 
you know, different times it might have been, you know, a success. But um, it, it started off pretty well. I played the first six and then I got COVID. But then during COVID, the, the team started to pick up, um, started to pick up results and I found out how to get back in. Um, mm-hmm. But I have no, you know, regrets there in terms of, you know, I thought the people were great with me. I thought the, you know, majority of the lads were really good with me as well. Um, and that's, that's football sometimes. It just, you know, some clubs it works out, some it doesn't. Were you all right with COVID? Was it hit you bad or not? No, no, I was okay. I was okay. I think I was only ill for, you know, a couple of days. Um, so it didn't hit me as bad as it has other people. So, um, no, it was okay. So you come back to Forest uh, then. What what was your thinking at that point? Do you think maybe it's time to to move on permanently because you do end up going to Vale? Were you, were you on board with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was on board with it as soon as I found out I could I could go on loan in the um, September time. I thought um, you know going back that pre season with the first team, I thought you know sort of last chance saloon. Um, and obviously, it, it didn't work out. I, I was told I can go on loan. Um, and, you know, it was the right time to, you know, explore a different path. And, you know, it's, football works out like that sometimes. So you've, you're back with Vale now. And um, I think I'm right in saying you had a couple of choices with Grimsby and Salford in for you as well. I mean, what, what made you choose Vale? Because Salford have got bags of money and Grimsby have got a big stadium and a big club so so why go back to Vale? Uh, well in their own right Vale you know a big club in that division um, obviously my time there my first spell there was obviously a swaying point It's not, it was no secret you know my fondness for the football club uh, I knew the lads um, obviously you know uh, I had a great spell there my first time so you know, that kind of had a, a saying in it as well. And um, I just wanted to go and enjoy my football again. I wanted to go somewhere that I was wanted um, and that I felt that I could develop and, and they were, I think, it's the right place to do that. Were you um, at all hesitant because they changed managers, didn't they? It was John Askey, now it's Danny Pugh, I guess you know, and David Flipkoff's just coming in as director of football. Did it cloud your thinking at all about the change of manager at Vale or not? No, not really in my decision. Obviously, it's, it wasn't ideal going into a football club with, without a manager. Um, but I always had it in my mind that I'd, I, I was going to go back to Vale uh, for the reasons I've just said. Um, but no, in terms of the manager situation, it didn't really sway, sway my decision or thinking. How do you look back on that time with Forest then? Five years is a long time to shape you as a, as a player and a person. How, how do you view Nottingham Forest now? They've helped me, you know, make this next step. So I'll only have gratitude for for the academy, for Gary Brazil and his staff, for what they did for me and, you know, obviously the other lads that are there now. Uh, I think without them, I wouldn't have been able to make this next step um, to go and forge a career for myself. Um, so it's just unfortunate that I didn't get the opportunity to, you know, Breakthrough as a Nottingham Forest first team player, but it's you know sometimes football you don't really get the fairy tale ending that you want. Uh, well, hopefully you do later in your career. Um, who were the biggest influences on you at Forest then? Who helped you the most? Gareth Holmes, 
he was he was really good with me, not just as a footballer, but as a as a person as well. Um, you know, really nice fellow, really good coach as well. Um, obviously, Gary Brazil was really really helpful um, in terms of helping me with my loans and helping the permanent move go through. Um, you know, obviously the medical and the sports science, Brent Dickinson, with my physical physical work and my um, you know adapting to the full time program and getting me ready to you know be a league player. So um, you know, there's a lot to choose from, but probably them three probably stand out. Um, what can you tell fans about Gary Brazil? Because obviously they love him for the work he, he does at the academy. Is he a bit of a father figure down there who oversees everything? Uh, yeah, he's really good. He's really good. Um, he wants the best for the football club. He wants the best for his academy players um, because they're really, uh, you know, they're what he's kind of um, built sort of thing. That academy's, you know, up there with one of the best in the country, I'd say in terms of producing player after player and you know it's down to him and his staff um you know you just see the likes of players that he's brought through you know before me and you know hopefully after me as well but um no the fans have a right to um uh, you know have fondness for him are there any players still out for us young young lads like who haven't had a, a chance yet who you think fans should be excited about I suppose something like Tyrese Fauna and people like that are there there talented young lads that fans might not know about still yeah there's a lot there's a lot for them for them boys it's just if there's an opportunity there um, you know as a player you can do so much but if you don't get the opportunity to play then you know there's no point Um, but hopefully they they get an opportunity under the new manager um, and that's all you ask for as a young player, you know, that chance to show, you know, what you're capable of and that you can play at championship level uh, mm. and hopefully to go on and do that. Is that your one regret then? You talk about opportunities, not maybe not an annoyance, but a, a disappointment that you didn't get that one shot to, to show what you can do at Forest. Yeah, it is, but that's that's football. You know, you've put in five and a half years of solid hard work into hopefully one day running out of the city ground as a Forest player. That's that's your, you know, your ultimate goal as an academy player, you know, at any club. Um, but obviously, you know, that hard work set me in good stead to, you know, go and forge a career somewhere else. And um, it's just the right opportunities as a young player. You can do, you know, if you do the right things and, you know, you know, you work as hard as you can, all you're asking for is, you know, an opportunity at the end of it. And, um, you know, I've had to go elsewhere to get that. Do you? I guess you must look at young players like um, George Grant's doing well at Lincoln. Ben Whiteman went from um, Mansfield to Doncaster to Preston. Does that give you kind of inspiration that you'll end up where you want to ultimately, whether it's at Vale in a few years up the leagues or you, you get a move and an opportunity yourself? Yeah, that's the aim. As a player, you, you want to play at the highest level you possibly can. Um you know, there's no ceiling, and you know, if you work hard and you know you do the right things day in day out, that's all you can, you know, you can hope for. But um, you know, like the players you mentioned there, they've had to take a step back to to hopefully take two steps forward, and you know, whatever happens, happens. Hopefully, I can do that with um, with Vale, and uh, you know, we push up the league and try and you know play at a higher level. Um, what's it like at Vale then at the moment in terms of not playing in front of a crowd? I guess money's tight everywhere. Um, 
uh, across the leagues? Is it kind of a, a challenge to play in these behind closed doors games? Or actually, are you a bit used to it from under 23s games? Does that maybe give you a bit of an edge on a personal level? Um, in a way, yeah, I'm used to it because obviously I've gone from nine, you know, the nines to, you know, reserve team football with no, really no crowds in. But it's really tough, you know, I've had, I had an experience of it, you know, last season with crowds and, you know, the difference they make, it's absolutely, it's massive. Uh, and hopefully they can come back in when it's safe to do so because, you know, I, I don't speak for, you know, for everyone, but. You know that's what football's missing at the minute, and that's you know, fans are really the heartbeat of uh, of the sport. Do you appreciate it even more now? I mean, the buzz of celebrating with fans behind the goal when you score—I guess you never take it for granted, especially at your age. But when you do get to do that again, it's going to mean a lot, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, especially with what's happened, um, you know, I think that day they are able to walk through the gates will be, you know one that we're all looking forward to and it'll be a great occasion whenever it is. Um, one player you're with at Vale at the moment is, is Will Swan, who's come on loan from uh, from Forest. He's had a bit of a sniff of the first team himself. What can you tell people about Will as, as a player and a lad? But, yeah, Will, as a lad, he's, he's good. He's a great lad. Uh, I get on with him really well, to be, to be fair. Um, as a player, he's you know a mobile striker. Uh, really, you know, he can run the channels. Um, sharp he is as well in in and outside the box. Uh, he's got an eye for goal, um, and hopefully the loan move to to Vale will help him develop and you know get the games he needs to get the experience. Hopefully, he can do well for us in terms of that, and score some goals, and he can you know have a stronger say when he goes back in uh, in preseason for a shout in the first team. What difference do you think a loan spell will make to a young a young striker in particular? Will he learn a lot about you know getting booted up the arse by a by a centre half and in terms of like movements and what he needs to do to score goals at a professional level? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why he's come. Um, you know, it's nothing can really um, you know mirror that first in football. You know, it's only so many under twenty threes games you can play um, I think that it'll really develop in front of you know playing first team football and um, getting games under his belt you know it won't harm him I'll tell you that um, and hopefully his confidence will grow you know coming back to Forest with that amount of games and you know under his belt and he can you know really really have a, a good go at it come pre-season with you know Forest's first team are you still in touch with a lot of lads? Are you with at Forest? You don't lose tabs with them straight away, do you? No, no, I'm I'm still in touch with lads that were you know were released before me, um, or had left before me, should I say? Um, so you know, you know, social media these days, and you know, phone phones and stuff. You're always in contact with people, um, but no, there's you know, an handful I speak to on a regular basis. Yeah. Who are your best mates at Forest? My best mates, um, Virgil Gomez. Probably, have, you know, I have a good relationship with Virg. Um, before that, it was Kieran Hayes. Um, he left Forest a couple of years ago. I'm still in contact with him. Um, Brennan Johnson, who's still there. He's still in close contact with him. Um, there's a few, to be fair. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of lads. Uh, before I let you go then because Brennan's doing so well is he someone that you look at and think actually he's got a really good good shot on making it or is it a bit too early to tell still 
he's got everything you need. He's got everything you need. Um, it's if you can get the opportunity at Forest, then you know I'm sure he's he'll he'll take it because he's you know like you say at Lincoln he's doing really well and um, you know I'm sure if he gets the opportunity he'll, he'll flourish at Forest come you know in the coming years. Well, Jake, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you for the last half an hour and um, kind of let people know what it's like as a young player making his way in the game. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of Forest fans will know who you are, but I'm, hopefully they'll keep tabs on your career and maybe one day see you back in the Championship and um, maybe at Forest. I mean, would you go back to Forest if they ever came in for you? Yeah, I would. Of course I would. Of course I would, yeah. I've obviously got a big fondness with the club. They've, um, they've shaped me into the player I am today. So, you know, if the opportunity would come, yeah, definitely. Well, Jake, it's been a great pleasure and uh, we certainly wish you well for the rest of the season with Vale and beyond. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll be back with another episode uh, either on Monday or perhaps later this week. Jake, stay safe and look after yourself and thanks very much, everyone. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.